Cha, bro. Cha, bro. Um, you ready to go? Ready to roll? What are we calling this again? Oh yeah. Chickens and bread. Chickens and bread. Trev's gonna have to explain that one to me. But uh, episode thirteen. Take care. Take care of y'all chickens. Take care of y'all bread. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care of y'all chickens. It was. It's the. It's the Marshawn Lynch like. You know, after, oh, it was yeah, like yeah. the speech after the game. I know it's a little dated, but, but I don't still, know. I just nothing wrong with re- recapping. Yeah, what you know, says. it might be some of it. It might be his last like interview of his yeah. career. Yeah, so, the last media session with Beast Mode. I think he actually, um, he like went and copyrighted it or something like that. Or like, oh, he did. He went that far. Yeah, he went. He like trademarked it after it. Chickens and bread. Yeah, it's so we're gonna get in trouble for calling our episode this. Well, no, I think it's. I think it was like take care of y'all chickens or something. Oh, uh, like okay. The whole the thing. episode is just called chickens and bread. Just chickens and bread. Yeah, yeah. So, welcome back, man. Yeah, man, making the cut with Corbin Trev, episode thirteen. <laughs> we're a little late. We didn't a- record an episode in January, so we apologize. Got yeah. caught up with the new year and. Yeah. We'll still get twelve at least twelve episodes out this year. Yep. You can expect a if not more your monthly dose. Your monthly dose of yeah, uh, and sports banter more. amongst other things. Yeah. What's uh what's been new with you, man? Oh, work got flipped upside down. One of my two bosses left the company. She's been there forever. Wow. And so um yeah there's always a transition with there's that. the you know, yeah. it's any when anybody leaves, right, no matter who it is, so um, turnovers, one guarantee you're going to have in, um, any professional industry. So mm-hmm. dealing with that, but it's, uh, it's honestly, it's, um, it's fine. And so it gives a bunch of people opportunity. Yeah. So that's the big thing other than that, just kind of enjoying the, the post holidays lull. You know what I mean? Totally. January, um, Isaiah, he turned three on the 22nd. So yeah. we have a, we have that and. You know, I'm just enjoying kind of the non-snow, the sunny sun out, the days getting longer. And yeah. Just, you know. It has, uh, the sun has come out to play. It's been a warmer than average January, or yeah. it was a warmer than average January. Now we're into February. It's it's cooled down a little bit overnight. Like yeah. We're getting down into the 20s again, where you wake up in the morning and your car is frosted over. And yep. It looks like, if if I remember correctly, there's supposed to be... Some snow coming. I think right? there's supposed to be some snow coming. Yeah. So it's not quite over. Despite this weekend potentially, which the uh, low is like 37 and then 26, so it's got to be like overnight type snow. Yeah, where you wake up and there's a, a dusting. But shoot, I mean, next week the lows are in the 20s still for part of the week. It, but it it it's 40 degree weather and it's like partly cloudy and sunny. It's kind of yeah. It's almost like it's fr- spring is trying to yeah get here quicker than usual it It makes me nervous though because i always think we didn't get much of a a, like a winter this year you know it wasn't super super cold we did get like there was probably that week of where about eight to ten inches piled up yep of snow just here in the valley and then it was probably more like over a foot out in north idaho but yeah yeah, it's crazy, dude. But not the, are you saying not the typical few feet where... Yeah, I, I just remember, like, let's say 
it seems like five years ago, we used to get multiple feet. And it would just hang around because it would be so darn cold between December and January and February to warm yep. up a little bit. Yep. And start the middle. Yeah. And now it's, it's not the same. It, I, I notice it too when I drive out to my folks' place where I grew up, out in Liberty Lake. And I'm used to seeing the lake frozen over for months at a time. Not that and it hasn't been that way this year. Wow. I mean, there might have been a, a whole month of where you could have actually skated on it and then it was kinda like, yeah, uh, that's suspect. Wow. So So that's your that's your um signal and that's what you're paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, I guess I kinda pay attention too much to that. But well, it's who knows? I mean we could still like end up with snow Rest. at the end of February into March. Yeah. There was one year where like there was flakes flying in June. Yeah. So So who knows? Who knows? Who it, knows? Yeah, uh it's been it's been cool though to get off work and the sun's out and it's a little clear. Oh, and yeah. you can do you know. I mean I keep my barbecue in the garage so I can always barbecue year round, but mm-hmm. it's like all right, let's barbecue, you know, sun's yeah. out. I saw it outside when I when Yeah, I, got, I know I so forgot to bring it in. You better bring it in. Bro. I did. I did oh, okay. before we started. That's why it took us so long to get a started. A man should tonight. never lose his barbecue. Yeah, or or a man should never lose access to one. Act, right? yeah, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, what's new with you, bro? Just uh just life, work and life. I and my wife both celebrated our birthdays here a few weeks ago. That's so right. similar to Isaiah. Yep. I I feel Older, for okay. sure. Uh, I have been getting back to the gym, actively trying to cut some weight. Proud to say that I'm on a pretty good path now. Yeah, you said that. cut 15 pounds. Yeah, almost 15 pounds. So the day after Christmas, I stepped on the scale and I weighed about 191 pounds. Go ahead and make fun of me, all you listeners. You can start calling me Fat Trev. Uh, but I stepped on the scale today and I weigh 177. So between eating healthier and getting back to the gym more regularly, I've been able to drop quite a bit of quite a bit of weight and fairly fairly sure. And I feel good. Yeah, I feel good too. That's that's what's important too. You look good. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate that. Absolutely. So yeah, I just kind of started the process prior to you know New Year's. Everyone always talks about New Year's resolution. I want to lose all this weight. Yeah. Yep. And it's interesting, uh, one of my buddies was telling me that oftentimes the, the drop dead date for like that to not become a fruition is January 18th. Okay. All right. So basically people will start their regiment, New Year's resolution, and then by the 18th, it's completely dropped off. Which is like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Or it's scaled back significantly. Yeah, you take the first exponential hit to your consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's And I did that a little bit too, but it kind of naturally had to do with birthday weekend, you know? Yeah. But I've just tried to focus more on eating healthier. And if I have a cheat meal, I offset it with, this is the healthy meal that I'm going to have instead of having another one of those. Yeah. So that's helped a lot. That's good, man. That's that's awesome to know to hear and just New Year's is always the kickoff time for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. it sounds like you would have 
you would have done this regardless of the... Yeah, it didn't really matter. I just knew that I wanted to begin that lifestyle change. And it was funny. I set the target weight at 175, which I'm only a couple of pounds away from. Yeah, you're already I'm, there. I'm huh? almost there. And I told my mom that, and she goes, uh, you need to go like down to like 165. Oh, and I'm like, thanks, mom. you, mom. Yeah, thanks. Wow. Thanks a lot. Like, hey. But you know what? I, that's where you have people that can push you a little further, right? Yeah. Then my parents have always been that way, you know? So I can't fault her for being like, eh. Challenging you a little more. Try, try a little more yeah. than that. Yeah. And she's not wrong. I mean, maybe, I, maybe I'll end up at 65. I don't know. I think I end up at 65, man. You're not wearing a shirt all summer. (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like if I get down to 65, I'm just going to be this skinny kid that has like no, that just didn't do a good job of weightlifting, you know? Well, but you're a strong guy. Nah, not really. Hmm. It's just, just anger strength instead of (laughs) true strength. I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't know about that. Well, cause you you did uh, taekwondo or karate. Uh, no, well, when I was very very young. Okay. But, yeah, okay. I wrestled in uh like junior high. Yeah. Not in high school or anything like that. But yeah, you know, I don't really have an interest to get back into any of that though. Okay. All right. All right. I I like watching MMA and yeah. other people doing it, but I'm not. I just. I'm not that type of person. Yeah. So I just remembered something for MMA, the that Bellator fight you talked about, Lima Musasi. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that later on. Have you seen any good movies lately? Okay, yeah. I have. I saw in nineteen seventeen. How good was that? Amazing. I loved it very much. How many Oscars did it win the other night? I know it got I couldn't tell you. Did it win it, one though? It, it, I think Got to one. It should have won the cinematography. It, it might have been that one. Now that you say it, I'll look it up. We should look it up. I couldn't remember if it was that one or um. I did the... see Parasite too. Oh, which was amazing. Yeah, that one took a bunch home. If I'm not mistaken, 2019 uh, Oscars. Yo, Keen's speech was interesting. Oh, was it? Tell me about it. I don't know anything about it. It was very like political, of course, ah, so but mean. in a in a good way. Uh, he's a big proponent of PETA. Oh, he's a PETA guy. Mm-hmm. Go on, PETA, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it was it was it was heartfelt. Um, I'm glad that he shared it. I don't know how other people feel about it, but I I was sort of indifferent. I'm like, good for you, man. That that needed to be probably said and shared, and I'm glad you did. So. The, okay, all right. Well, that doesn't make me too offended. But what did they win? I saw. I, I swore that they won something because I remember thinking, "Ah, uh, nineteen seventeen is probably going to win this." I hadn't even seen it yet. Yeah, best cinematography, Roger Deakins. Oh, was, oh, sorry. I googled twenty nineteen because <laughs> I thought it was the year in review. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking to myself, some of these movies are a little older. Yeah, they must have came out at the beginning of the year. Uh, dude, I got to cut that entire thing, man. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. It's kind of funny that we're talking about it now. We're just total idiots. Uh, Jinx, yummy coke. Yeah, no kidding. So, best cinematography, best sound mixing, best visual effects, best picture, 
best director, best original music score. Yeah, they took best it Best original home. screenplay. They took Best it production home. design, best makeup and hairstyling, and best sound editing. Just a few. Just to, just to name a few. Just a couple short of a baker's dozen, Bob. You know what wasn't on there? And it's because it just came out, so it's not, you know, a year in review. Uh, but I did see Bad Boys for life oh you did <laughs> yeah it was awesome <laughs> i saw it on my birthday Ooh, yeah it was it was awesome it was it was great it was a good throwback. I, I enjoyed it yeah all right my sister tells me she likes number two more still but i really enjoyed the storyline of this new one because there's some like skeletons oh that does tia leone show back up or something like that no no oh. no but damn yeah, without ruining it, I can just say there's some there's some skeletons, and it does leave it very open ended. So there okay. could be could be some more. There could be some more, dude. That's one of those franchises where like they probably tried to do this with Lethal Weapon, but that's one of the franchises where for sure their kids are gonna be the next bad boys. Yeah, does Martin Lawrence have a boy? I think so. I think he has a few kids in that. Does he in that movie? And Mike Lowry would probably have like a kid he didn't know about, and that kid comes back, and he's a badass, and he didn't know his dad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm writing a terrible movie right now, but <laughs> if that's the, just if go that's watch the just go watch the film. Okay, all right, 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 right just right, go right. watch the film. All right, my bad. Um, I saw Parasite 1917. You've seen Bad Boys for Life. I wa- I still want to see Knives Out. I still want to see Uncut Gems. And I still want to see... Um, yeah, I want to see both those as well. Un- yeah. Uncut Gems. Oh, and The Gentleman. I, that looks great, too. Yeah. Um, Uncut Gems, what were you going to say? I, I didn't know much about it until I um, watched the trailer, and then I was very, yeah, very interested. It. Yeah. To uh, It just seems like it'd be a movie. I, I would like the storyline and appreciate it. Yeah. And... You don't see Adam in those serious roles nope. very often, so I'm interested to see how he does. How he what, does. What he's, he's like. How he's been able to develop as an actor as he's gotten older. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my plan for the cinema. There you go. Yeah. Should we dive into it? Dude, so much has happened I know. since we last uh, got together and talked. We have Super Bowl champions. Yep. We have college football national champions. Yep. There has just been so much. And, you know, now we're a few UFC cards in. We're a few, we're past the NBA trade deadline. The All-Star Game's coming up next weekend, right? Yep. It's a lot that's gone. We have a new head coach at Washington State University. Yeah, we do. We have we have we have a whole dynasty shift <laughs> with what's it? There uh, is just a ton that has happened, but it's oh, and yeah. you just wrote down something that I completely forgot about. And, uh, we, uh, we can do it at the end. I think it probably makes sense to do it at the okay, end. Cool, cool. Um, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you. No, we'll get we'll get to it. Um, so you want to kick off with NFL? Just recap? yeah, man. Um. Our picks, just so you guys know, if you don't remember, I thought uh, Baltimore and KC would be in the uh, AFC Championship, and I thought New Orleans and Seattle would be in the NFC, thinking Seattle and Baltimore would play in the Super Bowl. I'm completely wrong. It didn't happen. 
Yeah, I was wrong too. Uh, I think I said something along the lines of, and on a snowy day yeah. in Baltimore, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills will knock off the... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that did not happen. I'll tell you what, though, did happen. Tennessee did knock off Baltimore. Yeah, that was uh, It was not a snowy day, but they knocked them off. And then they, um, then they went and beat the Patriots the following week, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did only to um, lose to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Who, who did a crazy comeback against um, Houston? Mm-hmm. I was in Boise for the time, yeah. And we were watching the game at a brewery, and we drove back home like a five minute drive. Mm-hmm. And in that time, the Chiefs were winning. And they had been getting their butts kicked. Yeah, they're down like twenty-one nothing. Yeah, or something it was like the that. most crazy yeah. comeback I I didn't see, but I I understood. It was like, how did they score that many points? Mm-hmm. But anyways, the Chiefs deserve they deserve to uh, take down the Niners. I mean, you and me are never gonna root for the Niners on this podcast. Yeah, I I did. I'll be honest. I I did place a bet that the Niners would win. Good bet. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just smart money. I just felt like the run game was way too, way too powerful. No team had proven, at least in the last eight weeks, that they could stop it. Nope. The defense. Well. Yeah, the Garoppolo was playing well, even though they uh, the last he couple, choked against the yeah the last couple of. I didn't think the defense would. Um, allow Kansas City as many opportunities. Yeah, they kind of choked. Yeah, but they really controlled the game until mm-hmm. the last 10 minutes. 11 minutes, we'll call it 11 minutes. And then that offense showed what it could do and rattle off 21 in the Dude. last 11. Yeah, Pretty is just an incredible team. It, it's a true example of... Defense doesn't win championships. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. the truest example I could ever think of. You know, you can have a high, like a high octane offense, and no matter what, end up winning against a really good defense. Yeah, because if you get one more shot, you know, and you can mm-hmm. score, you can put points on the board. Time doesn't really well, isn't really your enemy. Yeah. It was interesting to see what, how it, the tables sort of turned. Sherm gave up that big play to Sandy yeah. Hopkins. Like then he just got trolled on Twitter for for everything for everything. Yeah, yeah. Watkins, uh, Watkins had a good game. I mean, oh man, they're just so they have so much speed with their receivers between Hill, mm-hmm. Watkins, Cole Hardman. Yep. And then you got Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey just hanging there. You know, Damian Williams played well. Yep. Um, they just have too many weapons. Yeah. There's, at that point, you're trying to figure out, okay, what guys, who's guarding who here? Yeah. Someone, Sherm is arguably the slowest guy in that secondary. With all due respect, great NFL corner. Loved him when he played for us. Yep. Still think he's a great athlete. Still, yeah. Still respect his game big time. Still respect it big time. But he's arguably the slowest person in that secondary, and 
what are you gonna do? Yeah. Pick on the slowest guy. Yep. Yeah, you got it. It doesn't matter how much how much length he has with his arms and how tall he is, at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. It seems like corner, unfortunately, is one of those positions where you just don't have a whole lot of time. Like mm-hmm. you, you've got a prime mm-hmm. and you're amazing, mm-hmm. but then pretty soon you're figured out. It yep. seems almost like yep. people figure out how to beat you. Yep. So, wow. um, yeah, it was but, a great, great, great Super Bowl. Oh, it was awesome. It was so. I mean, it had people watching to the end. Yep. You know. Yep. It was interesting to see how many bets um got lost. Got or, lost yeah, because of those Mahomes, you know, back pedaling and kneeling at the end of the game. Yeah. It, it, the over under like, was like forty, I think, rushing yards or something like that. And then he ended up. What did he end up having? I should oh, probably I'll, look it yeah, up. I'll look. 26 of 42 for 286. And then 29 rushing. 29 yards. rushing. It might have actually been, the over-under might have been 35 or 6, now that I think about so it. two kneels would have erased that right Because right he there. was at 40 something, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. And it was like two, six or seven yard, like, run around, scramble time, and then kneel down to... And just destroyed the... <laughs> I can't imagine what people were feeling in Vegas that had money on that. They lost their minds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I know I would. I would too. That's why I can't gamble like that. Yeah. Is because chaos will strike and it will destroy you. It's better to just put a parlay together, you know? Where yeah. you're betting on this game and this game and this game and it all hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then if you pick four out of the five teams, you're like, or situations, I should say. Sometimes it's not always a team. Maybe you're just taking a situation. Okay. That can be frustrating, too. <laughs> <laughs> Reason number 506, why not to get <laughs> Um, Yeah, it was a great Super Bowl, man. Great Super Bowl. Do we want to skip NF- the rest of the NFL stuff and just get to the other stuff right now? Yeah, we could. Okay. Yeah. Let's sure. move on to the, let's get the football stuff out of the way. Yeah. NCAA football. Yeah, we we uh we saw LSU in national championship. It's incredible. Kind of um, puts a capper on that beautiful year of theirs with mm-hmm. the Heisman winning quarterback and Yep. Joe Burrow is probably the most coveted, you know, asset in the draft now. That's I, cool. I gotta imagine. Where does where does he go, Trev? Well, he, because who has the first pick? Is it the Bengals or is it? I believe so, yeah. Okay. I would I would be surprised if he didn't end up there, but there's, look, we're still a couple months away from the draft, mm-hmm. and oftentimes there's teams that, you know, they might be sitting outside the top 10, but they're quarterback needy. Gotcha. And they're willing to, if they have the pick, send the farm. And pick that number mm-hmm. one quarterback. Yep. The Rams did it with uh with Goff. Yeah, with Goff. You gotta you gotta know that this is the guy though. Okay. Like the looking back at the Rams and their trade up to get Goff, yeah. I I'm kinda suspect if yeah. that was a smart move. I didn't really realize this until the other day, but apparently the Rams are going to be 
probably pretty bad for a while. Not yeah. right now, necessarily next year or the year like after that. Years, but, yeah. but down the road, probably pretty bad. They've got a hundred and fifty million like wrapped up in five players. Dude. Yeah. The whole franchise essentially in, in five guys. Mm. Yeah. I the, it might be more than that. We'd have to double check and maybe fact check it at some point. Yeah, we could get into that as we get But it, it is crazy to me to think about that. It sounds like Todd Gurley is probably not going to be part of the picture moving forward. Yep. Um, Saw some signs of that this year a little well, bit. Well, yeah, he was just so uninvolved. And then, the, you know, the rumors about, like, arthritis in the knee and yeah, just kind of putting him on a snap count. Yeah. He probably will become a hot commodity, though, if he hits the Dude, I could see him going for market. a lot. People take a huge chance on him. Mm-hmm. Especially if you need a running back. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. And if you could throw him in a committee, like... Oh, yeah. That's where he would strive, or um, that's where he would thrive, is just, I'm going to go, I'm going to take my sits when I need to in a series, mm-hmm. and not, you're not really going to lose anything. Right. If you have a good committee, but right. we got a little, went back a little bit into the NFL there, but that's all right. But yeah, dude, it, it happens that way. Because yeah. you start talking about college football and you're like, yeah, hey, LSU wins a national championship. Yep, with the Heisman <laughs> quarterback. So next thing you know, it's draft discussions. But before we get into, well, we, we'll probably talk about the draft in our next episode. Okay. In further detail, makes a little more sense because that'll be in a few weeks from now, and we'll be closer. closer. We'll be yeah. closer to the draft, have a better idea to kind of break that down and see what it's going to look like. But I did want to hit on um, pertaining to college football the uh, departure of the pirate Michael Leach. Yep. From Washington State, he has sailed away to. Mississippi State. Yep. Uh, to become the head coach um, of the Mississippi State Bulldogs in the SEC. And replacing him will be Nick Rolovich. Um, or I should say he's already replaced him, already gotten to work uh, since we're, you know, a month behind. That's exciting news for Cook fans. He'll bring a, a high octane offense. Um, Nick was the head coach at the University of Hawaii. And. Um, known for running the run-and-shoot offense, which is somewhat similar to the Air Raid uh, with more running plays built into that offensive scheme, which I think will really help Max Borgie's development development and just overall. He already seems like a guy that's going to get drafted. Yeah. Right? So it's only going to help his draft stock long-term, assuming he stays healthy, John Wood. Yep. But yeah, that's exciting stuff. It is. You know, anytime you see a guy like Mike Leach leave Pullman, my your immediate thought is, okay, well, we've got to go out and replace him with a high-profile, you know, name. And there were some names thrown around. Uh, there was the Alex Grinch back to WSU rumor. Yep. Um, since he's familiar, was the defensive coordinator there under Leach for a period of time. Uh, ran the speed D, which, you know, we, we ran very well under Alex Grinch, and then he left 
for his dream job at Ohio State, or which I believe was his alma mater, and then now is the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma. And that's a tough leave. If, yeah. you, if you're yeah. asking a guy to leave at the defensive coordinator position at Oklahoma, who is a top four team and only getting better each year with recruiting respects too, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. And then, you know, is it really the right move? Because if you're already a defensive coordinator in the Big 12, probably not too far away from becoming a head coach yep. in the Big 12. Yeah, that seems like the, um, the logical next step. Yeah. So, you so need your break. I, I can't fault him for, you know, he sort of said, thanks, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some other names, other names that came uh, with the, the head coaching search, but I think Pat Chung did a, is it Pat Chung? The AD? Yeah, AD. Why did I say Pat? Yeah, Pat Chung. Total like brain aneurysm right there. Yeah, my when bad. You know the answer, but you're, um, just, you're blanking. Yeah, he did, he did a great job taking his time finding the right fit. Um, Rolovich seems like a great personality. They've already got this awesome logo, you know, yeah. going with uh, the arrival. Uh, the he hired Jake Dickert as his defensive coordinator, who's had a lot of success at Wyoming, which you know is a school that. They got a big. They got a big program. Yeah, it's it's getting bigger. Um, but they're still playing like a, what I would call um, a mid-major conference. Okay. In football. Okay. Um, not a power five. So, but uh, to um, his defense, he had one of the, you know I think it was a top forty or fifty defense in the country. So so when. Your defense is sitting there above a, I, I, if I'm not mistaken here, it was around like 96 or 97. It might have even been higher than that. Washington State's defense last year was pretty atrocious. Yeah. You're yeah. bringing in a coach that can, can probably turn things around. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, optimistic, uh, excited. Uh, he is already, Rolovich has already gotten um, some recruits. Uh, he's gotten some recruits to stay after Leach left. Yep. Uh, Jaden Delora, who is a four-star quarterback from um, the Hawaiian Islands, uh, is still committed to coming to Washington State. He looks like a very mobile, mobile quarterback that has a pretty live arm. So, stuff to look forward to. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't know. Like going into this next year who our quarterback starting quarterback is going to be it's going to be a it's probably going to be someone young and who knows it could be a it could be a true freshman you just never know you never know but it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out i'm super excited for the recruiting pipeline back to the islands with rolovich coming from the university of hawaii Um, and w- being well-connected to recruiting there and then recruiting in the Bay Area, too, among other places. I, I just think it's a good fit for Washington State when you're moving on from Mike Leach. From a Mike Leach. From a Mike Leach. And, and you're still sticking with a very similar system, so you're not bringing in a completely different offensive scheme to try to mold those guys that have yeah. been in an air raid system for four years. It's not a culture shock. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, exciting stuff. That's cool. 
Go Cougs. Go Cougs. We want to save. Should we save this till the season gets a little closer to starting? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll move on to some straight. Keeping in. it in college. Yep. College ball. NCAA hoops. What do you know, man? What I dude, I I've been watching so much NBA. I'm, <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. I know that we got the number two team in the nation here in Spokane, Washington. Right. So yeah, Gonzaga sitting at number two. So that feels pretty good. Twenty-five and one. That's crazy. It's, uh, looks like San Diego State is the only undefeated team left. Yeah, from what I can tell. So with Baylor, Gonzaga. Kansas, San Diego State, Louisville, Dayton, which you were, you were. Yeah, that's great. I I hadn't looked at the rankings in a while until the other. Well, I guess earlier today. Yeah. Dayton sitting at six. That's pretty baller. Pretty. Who have they lost to? That's what I'm interested Let in. Me, let's see here. They lost to number sixteen Colorado by two. In Kansas. And Kansas only by six. Wow. And Kansas is the number three team in the nation. So Dayton's for real. Yeah. In my opinion. That's now, granted, yeah. granted, they're playing teams, you know, they are a mid major school, so they're playing teams. But we could say you could say, you could same say argument. for Gonzaga. Yeah. Absolutely. You could make that same argument. So that doesn't mean that they can't make it to a national championship and, and tear it up. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I was paying more attention to oops, NBA. I just <clears throat> I haven't been paying attention. I apologize. No, it's all good, man. There's some big names for potential Naismith Award winners. Okay. Vernon this, Carey from... Is the Naismith, this is the Heisman of yeah, college it's Yeah, it, we could call it the Heisman of, of college basketball. Vernon Carey looks legit. Okay. I don't think that, don't think that anyone's going to catch him. Um, there's some others that are... Good players, but he's probably the the pick to win it, unless something crazy happens. Jordan Nuora from Louisville is a, a great player too. Being, you know, they're a top five program. Duke's number seven. Yeah. Although I think that they're they had a pretty tight game with Florida State the other last night, I believe. Actually, Cassius Winston has started to really fill the shoes that I think or the expectations he's filled the filling the expectations that people thought he would be as a and then there's a kid from uh, Iowa named Luke Garza that's uh that's been tearing it up interesting where's Iowa sitting at are they in there uh I don't know if they're ranked uh, 21. oh 21 yeah right. they are they are all right. But yeah, there's yeah, it's it's exciting. March Madness is right around the corner, dude. We're sitting So how many games do they play in a college season? I believe 28. Okay. Maybe. It varies from probably team to team. Okay. Because it's all based on how many tournaments you play in to start the season. Gotcha. Some conferences are bigger than others too yeah so you have to kind of consider that okay which makes the conference tournament longer so you could have a team that's played 30 games i think before even the ncaa starts damn might have to fact check me on that but it's a lot it's a lot regular season they probably only have five yeah yeah six games 
Or no, five. five. Yeah, they have five regular season. Their last game's on leap year. 229. Oh, cool. cool. We, should, we should try to have another... We should try to have another podcast episode on, on 229. I like that, dude. Let's do it. Because then we can idea. say in four years from now, <laughs> hey, man, that was the last time we had a podcast Yeah, on, on leap the t- year. On the February 29th. Yeah. And then, the, then they'll, first week of March, they'll have the conference tournament, and then they'll sit there and wait to... To see, to see the bracket. See the seeding. Likely get a one seed, assuming they don't. Screw the Poochie yep. in the next six. Who's yep. their toughest matchup at the end? There's not even, doesn't even look like. Uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you can click on San Francisco. I think that they're a pretty good team. Uh, but they just lost to BYU, Gonzaga, St. Mary's. Maybe they're not as good as I thought. Portland, St. Mary's again, Harvard. I'm, I could be thinking of Santa Clara, maybe. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of Santa Clara. So. St. Mary's is usually a good team. Yeah, you can't sleep on them, right? But I, I can't remember. How, you could go look at the standings for... Um, My mouth is dripping out. Yeah, BYU's second in the, in the conference. All right. So All they right. got BYU coming up. St. Mary's. But you're, you're right. Look at that though. That's you've got four teams that could potentially one of those teams in the top four isn't going to get it in the tournament, and they probably should. Yeah, with a ni- decent record like that, seven and four. Like Pacific's for Mary, nineteen and eight. Four. They'll probably be the one that doesn't get in out of those top four. But yeah, St. Mary's is twenty and six. Granted, they've lost four conference games. Right. Uh, so has Pacific. That's what they'll get you. Uh, but Pacific and BYU are the you know the next two hottest teams outside of Gonzaga with you know four wins in a row. So that's cool. Stick with some ball. Well, yeah, because you've been watching a lot of NBA. I've been watching so a lot so, of NBA. So you gotta you gotta fill me in, man. All right. Well, All right. We, we can we can walk through it together. But okay. I just to who I have been paying attention to and caring about is I've been watching Dame Lillard go off, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've been trying to catch any Memphis or New Orleans games. Okay, because I'm rooting, kind of rooting for those guys to make it into the playoffs. Okay, and make a run. You got Rookie of the Year, uh, John Morant mm-hmm. on Memphis, just tearing it up, and then you've got Zion Williamson, obviously mm-hmm. for the Port. Pelicans, which and then also Brandon Ingram's been tearing it up this year. So the Pelicans are a lot of fun to watch. They're gonna be fun for a while. Yeah, they're just young. They're hustlers. They they they're just a, a fun game. It seems like they're definitely trying to make a push for that eight seed. I think they can get it. How far out are they right now? I'll pull it up. Yeah, so they are eleventh, but they're only they're only. Four games behind mm-hmm. the eight seed, which is Memphis. Yep. So one of those teams is not going to make it. Because the Mavericks, and they are on a three-game win streak. Yeah. So they're you know they're on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, one of those higher-seeded teams is six through the eight seed, go on a losing streak, and all of a sudden it's essentially they, tied up. They just got Zion back. What two mm-hmm. weeks ago? 
two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, very recently. Mm-hmm. Very recently. So he's yeah. been, I think he, when I stopped watching the Portland game, and he was well on his way to a triple-double tonight. Yeah. And so he's been playing well, and Brandon Ingram's hurt, so I think they're playing undermanned, and they're still like, they just took down the Blazers by 20-plus tonight. It's crazy to me that as well as Damian Lillard has played, that the the Blazers are still five games behind five hundred. Yeah, I know. They're only one spot out of the eight spot, eight seed if the playoffs were to start tomorrow. But yeah, for a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year, right? It's just very interesting to me. It is, and he has been balling out because most of those teams that you see, with the exception of the Lakers were in that same two to seven range yep. last year. Yep. Jazz, Rockets, Thunder. Blazers Nash. and Spurs might have been a little more involved at the like seven, eight spots. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about it this time last year and beyond. And then of course the Warriors have fallen off the face. Dude, they are so bad. And it's so bad. Twelve and forty two. Their leading scorer right now is Eric Pascal. <laughs> So, but, but it's it, but you made good points before we started. Lay it on them. Well, well, they're a sleeping dragon. Dude, yeah, right? like they they have. Well, Draymond's not healthy. Oh, he's so hurt. He's he's been kind of banged up. Okay, or he, he didn't play the other night. Is the last? Well, maybe he played last night, but the night before might have been over the weekend. Then he was just sitting, getting interviewed by the. The jump, uh, oh. you know, bef- prior to the game starting. And uh, so you, you think about a healthy Steph Curry, a healthy Clay Thompson, a healthy Draymond Green, adding Andrew Wiggins to the scenario, which I don't know if that'll end up being a long-term move or not, but what they got in that trade is a lot of potential. And I'm a firm believer that you send a guy that has all the potential in the world to go play around superstars, and you can make him better. Oh, yeah. And a change of scenery sometimes helps guys' careers. We've seen that not just in the NBA, but in... In all, in all in, professional in all, sports. In all professional sports. So it seems like a very low-risk, high-reward trade for uh, the Warriors. Yep. The Timberwolves got D'Angelo Russell. Um, and a huge, yeah, you were trying to. A couple, to, uh, there was, who, it was, gosh, who was it? Jacob Evans went in that deal to the Timberwolves and Amari Spellman. Okay. Yeah, so that was uh, in exchange for um, Andrew Wiggins and a 2021 top three protected first round pick and a 2021 second round pick. So uh, I'd have to look into this more, but that means that the Warriors will have two first round picks next year. Um, one of those will be, you know, likelihood top three. Yep. And another second round pick to what, they probably already had a second round pick unless they parted ways with it in some sort of deal for past players and whatnot. But it's a good it, follow it's, up it's, to yeah, see where the Warriors it, are sitting. They and and then 
it's also, well, we have all these picks. Maybe we can use it to land another superstar. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I think I think it was a really good move um, on their part. And the Timberwolves are getting a, a proven point guard who deserves to start in the league. Yep. And I think he'll make the Timberwolves better too. So it's a, it's a win win for both teams. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to watch the Timberwolves with all that switching up. The uh, Iguodala finally landed at a team with Miami. He was sitting with Memphis. The speaking of the Warriors, they traded Iguodala to Memphis, and it was mutually agreed upon for him to sit and not work out with the team and not play. And he finally got moved to go compliment Miami, which is just perfect for them. And uh, looks like, what does it say, Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill. Yeah, they're joining Iguodala in Miami. Yep. Memphis acquires uh, Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson. So Memphis is probably happy to get something for that instead of him just sitting, you know, like a, a hot commodity sitting on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Andre Drummond was kind of surprised. Got tossed from yeah, Detroit that was a, to Cleveland. That was, and it, it, for practically nothing, it seemed like. Yeah. It's a brutal business. It was, yeah. It was clear that the uh, Pistons had moved on. Robert Covington. Yeah, the Covington move was big for Houston. They added arguably one of the league's best defensive players. So, you know, down the stretch, which they've had a couple of losses here recently yeah i think was it portland but they beat the lakers the other night they did beat the lakers well portland beat the lakers too but the rockets they 121 uh, 111 yeah they lost but then they lost to the suns (laughs) and the suns yeah oh you're right they did beat the lakers yeah that was the night where they rattled off a bunch at the end and portland beat them in late january Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts how quick those those NBA players any can pop team off. can win on any night. Yeah, dude. It's pretty fun. It's just a matter of how many you have at the end of the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the Eastern Conference, we didn't really touch on this, but or wait, sorry. Did we say? Yeah, we talked a little bit about the Covington trade. It was part of a an even bigger deal that for the sake of time and complexity, we'll just say it was a four team, 12 player deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing that really mattered the most was Covington going to Houston, to Houston so. which is a clear contender in, in the West. We don't usually cut corners, but when uh, the rest of it is just sort of, well, maybe that, maybe that helps some teams. Yeah, intricacies of a complex trade, whereas it's not going to be known until it shakes out a year from now. Exactly. So looking at the standings, if you had to pick like the two teams that you think will end up in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. Oh, snap. All right, I think I think it's going to come down to the Celtics and the Bucks in the East. Interesting. Yeah. No love for that Raptors team, huh? 
No. They are on a 15-game winning streak. <laughs> 15, bro. Celtics have won seven, so, I mean, it's they're hot. That's they're not 15. That's not. It's half of 15. So. Siakam is balling out of his mind. Just nonstop. He's played really well, dude. And Van Fleet, yeah. he has, like, to me, proven that he is a worthy second guard in the backcourt. He was he was instrumental in their run yep. last year. Yep. But he is proven that he is a good player. Yeah. It's it's almost like the DeMar DeRozan trade didn't even matter. <laughs> I mean, look, they're 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 in second place, yeah. man. Second place. And they're two two games in front of the Celtics. I do understand your point with the Celtics' depth. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Um, but man, I mean the Raptors, undeniable, right? Yeah, I I I see it being them and the Bucks. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I like it. Uh, what about your Western Conference? Hmm. I'll go first. Okay. I'm saying it's. Lakers and Clippers, <laughs> <laughs> an all A, an yeah, all L A. Yeah, I, I knew you were gonna say, and that. that's how you know the NBA is rigged, baby. So I see it being a um. When did Luca already come back? I'll look it up. And I, by no means, do I think like the Mavericks are going to end up in the Western Conference Finals, but. Uh oh, he's ready to return eight hours ago. So this is this is news. He'll play Wednesday tomorrow. Okay, first game back. They have won three without him. They've been four and six though over their last ten. Oh, he's been out for probably. He's been out for a couple weeks, hasn't he? Wait, I'm seeing five and five for the. Oh, sorry, you're right. He's he, they're four and six over their last ten. Yep. Uh, in all honesty, I think you're right. It'll probably be an all LA Western Conference final, but I think with the addition of Robert Covington to Houston, I, I they could squeak. They in could there. squeak in. They could make it difficult for a Clippers team or a Lakers team. Yeah. And sure, we're giving the Nuggets no love right now. I, I know, know, dude. <laughs> yeah, they. But you just be. see the you see the superstars that those teams have. That's what it comes down to when it comes to late. The Lakers, games. the Clippers, the, the Rockets. The Rockets. I mean, I think the Rockets are a better team than the Nuggets. Yeah, I do. Call me crazy. There's a you know a four and a half game difference right now on their record, but. But you down line the stretch, them up on paper, dude. Get the get out of here. Yeah, down get the stretch. I just see it. I see that being difficult. And you the, see if the, the superstars settling well, to the to the fight. Think about it as a five seed. That's a dangerous fight. Five seed. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> that would be crazy. again. That would be if the playoffs started. Tomorrow. The Rockets being but, the five seed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I like that, dude. I like that with the secondary, the Rockets kind of sneaking in. It could. It could happen. We'll see. I think you're right, though. Lakers, Clippers. LA, 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 yeah. You want to move on to MMA? I'm going to crack one more beer, and then we'll we'll close out this episode. Yeah, sounds good, dude. All righty. 
Mama. MMA. It's been a big, big month and a half. Oh, crazy. We've already had two UFC cards. Yep. One of the biggest ones of the year that it's going to be with Connor and Cowboy mm-hmm. in January. Yep. A little disappointed that that, didn't, that fight didn't last a little longer. Yeah. Connor made pretty quick work at Cowboy. Which a lot of people but thought you, that's why he was matched with them. Mm-hmm. But you still have to love love the fact that Cowboy takes the fight. I mean, the fight should have happened a year ago. Yeah. Let's be honest. But Oh, man, that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. It, uh, it didn't. And, um, yeah, Connor made quick work of him. Impressions. What did you? What do you think? Like, who? What's next for him? Okay, I think Connor looked fantastic. He looked ready to go to war. He, was he looked good, like he was, he was in good shape for sure. Yeah, he looked like he was in good shape. He looked like he was focused. It looked like he wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Where in the Khabib fight, you knew he was just doing it because that's what he was supposed to do. Yeah, if he was coming back, uh, I would really like to see him fight Justin Gaethje. I would too. And I would really like to see him fight Nate Diaz again. That'll happen eventually. I don't. Maybe at the end of the year. See, this is what I think, though. I think they give him Gaethje. If he beats him, they give him Nate as well. So you get him on a winning streak, mm. but you kind of expect him to beat Nate the third mm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who is the other guy? Oh, I would love to see him fight Dustin Poirier. Uh, any of those, give him mm-hmm. any of those and line up a win streak for mm-hmm. McGregor. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, any talk of McGregor, uh, a Khabib rematch is somewhat justified. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the fans can get behind a McGregor on a three or four fight win streak mm-hmm. to fight Khabib. Yeah. What about the Masvidal stuff? The fight with Cowboy was at welterweight, right? Which normally they fight they at 155. Fight at 55, but Cowboy has gone up. I think that, you know, Masvidal is not the biggest welterweight. You see him lined up against the Darren Till, which he knocked Darren Till out. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not the biggest welterweight there. But he's got to be bigger than Connor. Yeah. So, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not crazy about that fight the way the rest of the community seems to be. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want to see? Uh, maybe eventually. Okay. I, can, I can totally... There's other stuff that has to be worked out in that division that I don't think Connor really has a right to have access to yet. I 100% agree. Yeah, and that's not because I don't think he's, you know, one of the best or has been one of the best fighters in the world pound for pound. But you have to work your way back into that. Um, You have to prove to me that you can knock out someone who's younger than you yeah oh there you go it's arguably just as talented um as you on his feet you know or in in the striking game like a justin gaethje or speaking of that a max holloway i'd love to have that matchup that would be at 55 yeah and that would be max going up to 55 Mm -hmm. um which i don't know if that makes a ton of sense for max you know, it, it, that becomes more of a um, makes sense for Connor. Yeah. Don't know that it makes sense for Max. Okay, okay. Because if Max loses, that's two losses at the fifty-five 
weight class. Yeah, it's kind of is like, he what ever are you gonna? Doing y- up there? Yeah, then you're gonna have to cut back down to get a shot at Volkanovski again. It just to me, it, it probably doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, for Max, for Connor, absolutely. It's oh, I just beat Max Holloway. He's arguably one of the best. You know, forty five, yeah. forty fives are, but I beat him at fifty five. Okay, well, he's the featherweight murderer. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. There's a lot of potential. It's things. a ton of potential. Yeah, there's there's like, just a lot of potential. It and it, it's fun to mix it up. It, it, and it could be a very exciting year for the UFC in general. Yeah, 2020 could be a good year. They're starting off great. You've already had the John Jones card, which we just watched. You saw John weekend. Jones win. You saw Connor win. If those guys continue to win and they both fight, two to three times this year. Yeah, that's a fantastic. Well, look at, you got UFC 248 is Israel versus Yoel. Mm-hmm. Right away. I mean, you're starting the year off the first four months because in April we get Khabib and Tony finally. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes wood. you wonder what is in store for International Fight Week, you know, because yeah. that's always supposed to be the biggest card of the year, well, Us- usually. I think they were talking Masvidal Usman for International Fight Week. Right. Yeah, Which there's be been there's one. been there's been talk about that. Um They've got shoot Woodley is fighting Leon Edwards. That's coming up. Yep, that'll be in London. Mm-hmm. And that's a great I like what they're doing with welterweight because you got Covington recovering from injury, just mm-hmm. fought a, a fight of the year mm-hmm. with Usman at the end of December. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Woodley and Leon Edwards, who if everybody remembers the three piece in the soda mm-hmm. with Jorge Masvidal and Leon Edwards. They're going to sort their things out. You've got Usman and Masvidal rumored to fight in July. So welterweight's very clear for the next few months, mm-hmm. or at least the majority of the year. Yeah. And it's really nice. Um, so I think Masvidal, too, is at that point where he has to decide, do I want the money fight or do I want, right. the, want the belt? You know? Never a better time than he has now to get the money. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And he's probably thinking that way. I mean, if he gets the belt, obviously ideal. Yeah. But it was, um, I have to paraphrase it, but I was listening to another podcast this week, Ariel Hawani's. Okay. And, um, the Hawani hour or whatever. Yeah. And Colvington was on there. And he, you know, obviously he was being typical Colby. <laughs> uh, Talking about Eastman, talked about Masvidal, kind of mentioned that he felt like Masvidal as a guy who's lost what is it eleven times or something like that. Oh, uh, let me let me didn't deserve to have a title shot. Like who 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 gets a title shot after losing eleven times? And I think to myself, dude, when you fought as much as he has and done what he's done to get to where he's at, yeah, why doesn't he? Why wouldn't he get? He's he's arguably one of the most exciting names. In the fight game right now, people yeah. love him. Thirty-four and thirteen. Thirteen. I was yeah. So no, you're you're hundred percent right. It's not what and has happened get over better, the career. Man. People yeah, get look better. Look at what he's done lately. And let's not forget his style of fighting. Probably at a very early age, and just his his MMA career was taking a lot of chances. Yeah. In the strike in the striking game, you know. Yeah. I'll get in exchanges with these guys. You know, because I'm a grinder. He's been that way since he, you know, since grew, the grew up fighting on the streets with Kimbo Slice. Exactly. So, 
you know, you might have 13 losses. It's the same thing with Donald Cowboy Cerrone. That guy has yes the most knockouts in UFC history. There, yeah, there's an argument why he gets to be matched But up he also with has been knocked out a ton. Yeah. Or lost fights, you know? Yeah. So it's I, just weird. It's just weird. You it, got like It's interesting to think that some guy towards the top of the division believes another guy doesn't deserve a title shot because he's got a bunch of losses on his record. Dude, if you had fought as many times as he had, you would. You probably would. Yeah. Or at least more than How what? many guys in the division have 50 fights under their belt? Almost 50 fights. Probably only Damian Maya. Yeah, Colby's Colby's fifteen and one. He has half of the fights in his UFC career. He's got less than half the wins that Maya ha- or that Masvidal has. Right. Like, get out of here, bro. Let's see what Damian Maya's at. Twenty-seven and nine. So he's approaching. He's a. He's you know thirty-six. Well, and and look at some of the guys that Jorge's fought because he's come up in divisions too. Like, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, he used to fight at forty-five maybe years ago. Dos An- Rafael Dos Anjos is 29 and 12. Mm-hmm. Colby had to fight Dos Anjos for the interim belt for welterweight. Yeah. Like, get out of here, Colby. Yeah. Get out of here. Speaking of RDA, yeah, our yeah, buddy Michael Chiesa, yeah, our buddy, our buddy Mike, Michael Chiesa uh, had an outstanding performance against him, controlled the entire oh, man, fight. It was great. Fantastic division. Uh, congratulations, Mike. And uh, segueing into... Colby Covington automatically calls out Colby Covington which after the cool. fight, which I thought was cool. That's a that's a great fight. It's genius. It's it's yeah. It's absolutely genius. And I hope you get it, Mike. I hope that yep. uh, I hope that you get the opportunity to to square off with that guy and you show, know yeah show show show, show, show him do. what a really a real grappler does. Yeah, exactly. It just Mike looks massive at welterweight. Mm-hmm. He looks healthy. And he looks like he's got a great gas tank. I mean, he was able to just smash on RDA mm-hmm. and hold him down for as long as he needed to. Yep. At yep. will. Yeah. He was taking him down and holding him down at will. Yeah. It was awesome. And you're talking about a guy in the division that's probably one of the more storied yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu guys, too. Oh, that, yeah. You know, that's comfortable, comfortable being on the ground and getting into, you know, Working off of his back. Yep. You know? So. It'd be interesting if Mike gets matched up with Maya. I was thinking that that was a possibility just because it's two, they're two grapplers. great grapplers. Damien's arguably one of the best of all time from a grappling standpoint. Um, be interesting to see if Dana wants to see that fight first before, you know, before Colby. But, Colby yeah. but what's Colby going to sit around and do? Yeah, he's wait not for, fighting George. He's, he's, Tyrone's fighting Leon Edwards. Yeah. So he, neither one of those guys are going to fight Colby in the next eight months. Nope. Um, Jorge, he's already fought Damian Maya. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Jorge, like Stephen Thompson, maybe. 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 That actually might not be a bad fight. Yeah. But it doesn't match up like... Um, with the way Colby is right now, it mm-hmm. doesn't really match up for him to go against Stephen Thompson. Well, in the in who knows what ha- whatever happens in that Leon Edwards Tyrone Woody Woodley fight, probably the loser of that could fight Colby. Yeah, and Colby could get right back into contention. Yeah, sorry about that. No, all good, brother. All good. 
but we were we were thinking about who's Colby going to match up with. Yeah, if let's say Tyron loses, okay, Edwards bumps to. I don't think they switch places, do they? Colby probably bumps to one. Leon jumps Jorge, maybe, and then Jorge probably has to finish the beef with Leon before anything else. Yeah. That would be a good money maker. I really I really hope that's not what happens cuz I I would much rather see But then if shoot if Woodley wins, he's probably going to get another shot at Usman. Yeah. Cuz he's not he don't, you don't fall out of the one. Well, and let's not when forget you, when you he, knock off Edwards unless it's like a controversial decision. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, and he was a good title holder. He defended his belts. He for, was yeah, active. a long time. Yeah. If he hadn't gotten beaten by Usman the way that he did, mm-hmm. it'd be one of those situations, like Dana said, with, with Max. Max. Yeah. He deserves an immediate rematch. Yep. Yep. But he got And we all have off nights, you know, there's things happen. But well, so that was just a very, like, uncharacteristic fight. For him. For for Woodley. I think I said it on the podcast before, but like Woodley looked like he had spent a night out at the titty bar the <laughs> night before. Yeah. And then that article came out where he's talking about how much money he blew through being a champion. Mm-hmm. Did you see that at no, all? No, no. Oh, man. He was saying, which is unfortunate because you expected him to be smarter. He portrayed someone smarter than that. Mm-hmm. But he just did the typical, I'm a, I've got endless money, even though I don't, and spent it all. Yeah. So it's like he's obviously not that smart. Does he? Did he talk about if that's changed? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's why he took the fight with with Edwards in London. He was complaining about having to travel out mm. of the states or something for his next fight, mm. and then he took it to yeah. London. Yeah. So I don't know. I, he talked about buying cars and and you know partying and going out to dinner and buying everybody's meals and stuff. So yeah. it's like, it doesn't seem like it was a, he wasn't like doing what Connor did, which he started a business. Yeah. Or, and maybe he did, but like Connor started like a, invented a product, you know what I right. mean? Right. So, whereas yeah. like, it seems like people just want to try and like use their name as the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Welterweight's pretty exciting though. Which yeah. Is, which leads us into, you want do we want to talk about 248, yeah. which is the next card? Yeah. Or or you want to talk about uh, Jones versus Reyes a little bit? Yeah, we should start off by talking about Jones. We'll recap that real quick. Okay. Obviously, the elephant in the room on that one is the 49-46 mm-hmm. um, judges scorecard. Sounded like Dana was pretty... Um, Dana was vocal about it. Pretty vocal about it. Joe Rogan was extremely vocal about it. Joe was pissed. Uh. Sounded like they've got some work to do in Houston, and maybe yeah. the Texas State Athletic Commission too. I don't know. Yeah. Based on what I can tell, there's no way that that was a forty nine forty six card. No. Um, do the math so, for him so, on that. Yeah, and some people probably would would still say that they felt like Reyes won the fight. Yeah. Um. Some people thought that Tiago Santos won the fight against. Yeah. John, I was one of those people. John seems to be showing side signs of maybe aging. Um, the durability, don't get me wrong, is still there, but 
the way that John controlled or I think ended up winning that fight was just the fact that he he's still the same freshness he, through five rounds. Well, yeah, but he also if you're just walking towards the person, which you just kind of circled and slowly walked around, walking towards him, still coming forward. I think that the judges score that um, a little too much. Yeah, they 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 give too much credit to that. Octagon I mean, control, right? Well, yeah, and it's a different sport, but think about Floyd Mayweather. Yep, the counter boxer, probably backed up all the time. Yep, but he still landed more punches. Again, different sport, but in the when you're talking about striking, if I can sit there and counter counter punch with you, and you're still coming towards me, your that per, your opponent's playing into. What your, was the strike count? Let's pull that up. That's yeah. a freaking genius idea. Because I, I, I don't think I saw that at the end of the fight, and I'm kind of curious now. UFC 247, John Jones versus Reyes. Outstruck him. Significant strikes. Outstruck him. By by twelve, mm-hmm. John landed two takedowns out of nine attempts to race zero. Overall total strikes, John was one of those takedowns was kind of garbage, if you ask me. But where what he I, just got right back up. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's those should not pull. You know, crazy. Statistically, late. they count, but they shouldn't. Yeah. They don't tell the full story. Whereas, like strikes and significant strikes can be pretty telling. And. Then it is a percentage, but does the judge know the percentage? See, that's the thing, and we talked about this on the group chat. I think all of this info should be as available as possible mm-hmm. in a live sense. Yeah, like we should literally be watching a a body graphic of where they're getting hit and how hard. Yeah. Because I mean, sixty-two, sixty-three percent striking versus forty-five percent mm-hmm. of Reyes. Like, yeah, it's impressive because he just shows like, okay, he's, he's calculated. He's, he's calculated. Yeah, John is calculated. Whereas Reyes is the volume. Mm-hmm. But the significant strikes was still more significant than. But he threw two sixty yeah. to get twelve more, mm-hmm. whereas a hundred less significant volume. strikes thrown. Volume, volume. John lands, you know. All, I don't know. It's just nuts. Sixty-two percent, sixty-three percent to. Am I reading that right? Yeah, to forty-five percent mm-hmm. significant mm-hmm. strikes. I mean, that tells you that John won the fight. If you look at just that, yeah. So big elephant in the room. Trev's right. Um, kind of a crap card. Other than that, Valentina Shevchenko just did dominated. Yeah, she's thing. the goat next to Amanda Nunez. But the rest of the card, well, I don't think we're really gonna talk about because it was pretty uneventful. Yeah, I liked the Lewis Latifi fight. It kind of got interesting towards the end. Lewis looked, yeah, he looked amazing. Did you see that today? How he's got some injury, like mm-hmm. a a ser- significant, like life threatening thing. Ooh. Not an injury. It's a con. It's He's being real cryptic about it, but his doctor didn't clear him to fight, and the UFC doctors did clear him to fight. Oh. And he says a lot of athletes go through it. So, uh, so like compartment. 
syndrome or something like that? I don't like know. That? Somebody was mentioning maybe a sports hernia related stuff. Mm, damn. So, but it seems pretty serious, but Lewis looked like in phenomenal shape. He looked lithe. He looked uh, flexible. He was throwing kicks. He was, yeah. He was aggressive when he Yeah, he looked in great down. shape. Like he had slimmed down a lot. Yeah. Those kicks, I've never seen him kick that high. I was very impressed. His dexterity and flexibility. Israel Adesanya, heavyweight, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I can go that far, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that was probably the only other one on the card that was worth really talking about. Really Although nice. I did get the Tafa fight right. So that was nice. Yeah. I, I, picked Tafa once before and I didn't want to pick him mm. and he got knocked out <laughs> so I I couldn't pick him again. Yeah. Um you want to lead into Yeah, 248's going to be huge, man. Yoel and Israel. Yoel Romero, Israel Adesanya for the belt. We also learned that um Till Jer- Darren Till and Jared Kennedy will be added well, to, yeah. will be added to that card, correct? Yeah. So, is this I, what what were you looking at? Oh, that's the Khabib Tony card with um Andrade and Rose mm-hmm. matching. This is a good card. This is uh, March seventh. It could be a little bit of a makeup for this last one. Yeah, because I've got to imagine. So you're gonna have Adesanya Romero, Darren Till, Cannonier. Jared Cannonier, uh Wiley Zhang, and Joanna. Young Jake Check. Young Jake Check. Um, Derek Brunson, Edmund Shabazan. Shabazan. Yeah, he's undefeated. Neil Ooh. Magny, Li Jilang. That's a Jingling. That's a veteran fight right there. And then the O'Malley, O'Connor, dude. Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Back from his. Uh, What's the prelims look like? This might be a really good card. Rodolfo Vieira versus. Back. Ooh, Benil Darush is on the card. Oh, there you go. Oh, is that uh, Alex Oliveira? Is that Cowboy Oliveira? Yeah. Okay. Max Griffin. Yeah. Prelims look pretty yeah. good. Prelims look pretty good. Do they? Uh, no one knows those ones. Yeah. So that's um. I'm excited if if Till and Cannon are added to that. That's a fantastic. Yeah, it's card. a really good card. You probably think you bump I, Neil and Li Ji Lang or Brunson out of there. You keep O'Malley and yeah, because he's the he's the young he's the next gen up and comer. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And then the card Neil Magny um, fights out of Elevation Fight Camp. Oh, okay. uh, the the camp I was telling you about that yeah. uh, Elliot Marshall runs. He's got a good new uh, podcast. Shout out to Elliot Marshall's podcast, The Gospel of Fire. He wrote a book called The Gospel of Fire. Um, that that camp is interesting, man. He uh, had a really good interview on Ariel's show about a week and a half ago now, and um, what he's doing there is it's just super cool. Mm -hmm. Money can ruin gyms, and Elliot Marshall is clearly trying to make sure that does not happen. Curtis Blades is training out of there. You know, Magni trains out of there. Justin Gaethje. Um, Contenders. And Corey Sanhagen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So some some pretty good names coming out of that coming out of that gym. Oh, yeah. Or at least training, with, training there. Blades just beat 
Junior Dos Santos significantly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about the card everybody really cares about this year. Wow, man. Tony and Habib. How many times have they been matched up and it fell to four times? Three? Is it three or four? I thought it was four times. Is it they've four each times? pulled out twice. They both have? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we finally get the fight every every MMA, hardcore MMA fan once. Well, you finally get to see Habib matched up with a wrestler. Yeah. Someone that can probably be comfortable and test him on the ground. And with a gas tank unseen in the division. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, Tony... And arguably, too, one of the more unorthodox... Um, like, stylistically, yeah. from a striking standpoint, I think he's going to give Habib some problems, especially with space. Yeah, because Tony's awkward. He's, a, he's an awkward but we're also, yeah, style. We're also talking about, arguably, the greatest lightweight of all time yeah. who hasn't been stopped yet, so... Yeah, we could just be straight up wrong, but mm-hmm. I, I think if anybody has a chance, I'm putting my money on Tony Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And, I would uh, agree. You get a match, a rematch between Jessica Andrade and Rose Namajunas yeah. on that card. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Which Andrade, even though she lost her title to Weili Zhang, fighting on the card mm-hmm. 248, um, you know, she took it from Rose by smashing her on her head, mm-hmm. and Rose was winning that fight before that. So oh yeah, it's a good rematch. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a good rematch, and it'll be interesting to see if right away, if Rose comes up with a victory over Jessica, if she'll get a shot. Yeah, right away between Young Jacek and Zhang. Mm-hmm. I bet you she does, especially if it's Young Jacek. And that's interesting to me because for someone who's eight and four, don't get me wrong, I love Thug Rose. But but it's four losses. How many, when you only have 12 fights in mixed martial arts, how many fighters do we see that are eight and four are getting shots? I mean, like Darren Till was the last one, you know? Yeah, I mean... But, but he probably fought a little bit more than that. Yeah, exactly. He probably has closer to like 16 fights mm-hmm, under his belt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just interesting to me. That's actually a good point. I didn't realize she had that few fights. It's not a lot. She's a veteran of the game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. Oh, Benavidez Figueredo is coming up. Flyweight title. Yep. Interim. But an up-and-comer in that division that people need to uh, be on the lookout for is Rogerio Bantarin. For flyweight, which Cejudo just got stripped. Still, the UFC needs to update their website. I don't get this. Yeah. Do they just keep it like that until... Until someone until, replaces Until it. the interim... Is probably, probably decided that, that that makes sense. We're taking it away, but we won't take you off the website. Yeah, <laughs> we could save this for next time. How about we'll see if he gets that, if he gets that rematch or not? Is yeah, that cool. Yeah, but big news today. Yeah, for Bellator, and you know how I feel about Douglas Lima. Ah, uh, he's awesome. Fighting uh, Musasi for the vacant middleweight title. That'll be a fantastic fight. It will. 
unfortunate news for uh, Lovato, Mr. Lovato Jr., who has, again, a, a medical condition where he's told he should not fight anymore. And mm-hmm. so he just gave up the title right away, and that's it's really unfortunate for him. What's crazy is I just started watching some old Roger Gracie uh, jiu-jitsu matches with Lovato Jr. Yeah. And so talk about a beast so is lima going up then looks like it yeah lima welterweight champion won the grand prix versus rory mcdonald it's going for a champ champ then champ champ bellator yeah. champ champ and you'd be uh um, so did musasi fight lovato then and lost yeah he lost to lovato pretty a, decisively did, really yeah was it a submission i'll look um but the last person to challenge Musasi was Rory McDonald when he still had the welterweight title at Bellator, and he just got his ass kicked by, by Musasi. Musasi. Yeah. yeah, Musasi put him down. So it was just like a catchweight fight. Yeah, but not for the title because Musasi was not a welterweight; he was a middleweight. Yeah, interesting. It was kind of one of those just star versus star. Let's make it happen. Oh, Musasi accused. Lovato of being on steroids. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I'll knock him out or retire. It looks like he's not retiring. No. Uh, Go to his sure dog. Uh, he dropped the majority, majority decision. decision. Gotcha. Gotcha. Curious, because he's only had, has he only had two fights in Bellator since he, he left? No, he's had a few. He had two before the belt. Oh, yeah, beat Machida, split decision, lost to Lovato, majority decision, knocked out Rory McDonald. Yeah, oh, dude. He, and knocked out uh, Rafael Carvalho. Yeah, and that was for the Bellator See, title. Yeah, he's already had five fights in Bellator since he went out. It's been two years? He's already been there for two years? Yeah, dude, it's kind of crazy. crazy, man. It's kind of crazy. He's been successful, though. Couple KOs, couple few decisions. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So that's big news. That just happened today. Yeah. Good stuff to look forward to. Yeah. Well, shoot, man. It's coming to a close. I don't think that it would be fair to send this podcast out without paying homage to um, the Mamba. Yeah. Black Mamba. Since our last episode, uh, many of you uh, heard about the po- passing of Kobe Bryant, and um, there's not—I mean, there's just so much you could say. We could we could spend an entire podcast talking about Kobe's legacy and what he's done for basketball and how how much he has grown into this just not only icon on the court, but icon off the court to to just be a better person right he's done so much off the court too not only for the basketball community but just communities in general so i think it's only right that we pay homage to 24 slash eight he did yeah. wear, he wore eight as well yeah and um and also the the other uh the families of Everybody yeah, everyone everyone involved. that was involved. Yeah, it's a really sad, sad situation. Um, obviously, Kobe's daughter was 
part of that accident, um, and it affected you know nine other nine other nine other people and nine people total and their families and every, yep, and, and friends and everyone they're connected to, and just a really sad sad situation. But uh, our hearts go out to uh, all the family members and friends of everyone involved in that accident, and um, we'll probably have. Plenty of podcast discussions down the road about, you know, the NBA and basketball and looking back at some of the greats and yep. spend some time talking a little bit more about Kobe, but we didn't feel like it would be right uh, ending this episode without talking about um, that news that, that struck us here just a couple couple weeks ago now. Yep. And it's uh, it's one of those things that everybody always says at times like these, but I think it is important to continue to reiterate that you just you're you might have feel like you have life under control or your life is out of control mm-hmm. but one thing that's guaranteed to all of us is that uh you never know what's coming around the corner mm-hmm. so just uh just be good to yourself and be good to those around you because you don't you don't know what's coming totally so, not to get too dark or anything like yeah, that, but it's absolutely um, it's a huge like Trev said, just the the legacy that Kobe left behind, the amount of things that he was involved in and what he touched, and what he was yet to do with how much influence he had. It's 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 just uh, it's unfortunate and it's tragic. Yeah. So. But, well, that's episode uh, episode thirteen, making yep. the cut with Corbin Trev. Uh, back for twenty twenty. We're back in twenty twenty. Uh, episode thirteen, chickens and bread. Uh, hope you guys liked it. Tune in uh, again for our next podcast here in a few weeks. Yep. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to the channel. If subscribe you haven't to the channel. Absolutely. Use Spotify. Use iTunes. Use. Um, any podcast app, we're there. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cool, Trey. man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Good to kick it with you for another couple hours. And yep. Look forward to uh, our next episode here in a few weeks, man. Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers.